What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Real Talk, the number one real estate podcast in New Jersey. And we're here for another episode of Office Hours with the boys, Tom Clancy, not the author, Chris Moreno, your local Latino realtor. So we're going to talk about some deals, things that have been going on throughout the week. We have a bunch of stories to tell. Um, pretty um, intense week, honestly. How do you guys feel? Are you, are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling... Uh, it was a stressful week. It was a very stressful week. How are you feeling, Chris? Uh, I just observed the stress. I'm going to let it get to me. <laughs> so let's start out by talking about Chris's deal. Um, we're not going to go into too much detail about our clients, but wanted to talk about Chris's amazing opportunity. He lost a, a buyer who ended up working with another agent, and directly after that got a million-dollar listing appointment, and it went phenomenal. It went great. Um, you know, there was a couple days where we weren't hearing from the guys, so we were kind of worried that, um, that the listing wasn't going to happen. But he followed up with you there, right? He was talking to you? Yeah, we're talking to him now. We're Give some more details. on the market. Did he tell you when he wants to sign the paperwork or anything or not yet? He's a little busy, right? Yeah, he's, he's been busy, but we'll definitely get it signed soon. How excited are you for this listing? Very excited. Yeah, because this is his first big listing. I mean, you had a listing before. It's not about the listing, though. It's about getting the client where he needs to it's be. It's about getting the client happy, getting the money in his pocket. How you doing, Tom? How's your week been? Pretty eventful, right? Yeah, two new. Oh, wait, no. What did I do? No, the one new buyer was last week. I have one new buyer this week. You're under contract on that, on that one deal. Was that, yeah. that was this week or that last week? That was last Friday. So we, locked, we talked about that last time? I don't think we talked about it that much. It's a new contract, so. It's a brand new contract. Yeah. The, thank God you got to push through. Was it, You did a bunch of bidding wars beforehand, or was this? That buyer was like seven separate bidding wars. Oh, my God. So the eighth Tom one they Gray got? Area. Huh? The, eight, the eighth deal is the one they mm-hmm. got? Two and a half months Jeez. with this buyer. Jeez. I can't believe it. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's honestly, it really does suck because I have a couple of buyers myself and it's like impossible to find anything. I mean, it's, it's brutal for buyers. What price range was it in? 250, Tom Viewer. Same, same exact mm-hmm. where I'm it's at. It's a tough market yeah. in that area. I'm in the same exact yeah. bracket. Um, I had a terrible week um, because I lost a deal, as you guys know. Um, but you win some, you lose some. Lost 10K worth of commission on the deal uh, that I've been working on for a couple months. But. You know, that's real estate, some ups and downs, and, you know, for Chris, hopefully this is, because you're a newer agent, hopefully this will, like, show you that, you know, sometimes you, just, you can't rely on every deal, and that's why you always have to be cold calling and be having more and more deals lined up in your downline, in your pipeline, excuse me, um, because you cannot, you can't rely on one deal. You can't be like, oh, I'm, I'm good, I'm set on this one, I got, I got a listing, I'm good. You got to keep pushing it, keep pushing it. Yeah. Um, but we've been cold calling a lot. You've been in the office a lot more. Chris has been cold calling like crazy, which is a huge improvement. Um, I think we talked about this on Ricky Cruz's episode. I was talking about agents who, you know, don't cold call or are a little nervous or just get distracted. And uh, this week, I think you were really motivated. I mean, you did how many calls have you did over the last like seven days? Honestly, probably like five hundred, five hundred calls within the last seven days. And how how are the results coming out so far? They're coming out well. Um, definitely not everybody who you call is going to be interested. Um, the majority of people, they're, they're not going to be interested, but you will run into those people who are. And so that's why you got to keep calling. Don't yep. give up. You got some good contacts from it. He's got, you got about probably like three, well, you got that one, the one, the million dollar listing from cold calling. Yeah. And then you have, um, I think two more you said you had, right? Two more possibly interested yeah, sellers. Yeah, in, in listing, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm working with a few more buyers now. Yeah, right. And some renters now, too, yeah. as of today. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've been um, really just taking advantage of, you know, I've been, I got some listings, I got some rentals, and we're taking advantage of those buyers and trying to just close as many units as possible and get, the, get Chris to do it as well. How's, how's cold calling been for you, Tom? Cold a lot this week. Any, any results? Um, nothing really. No. Nothing good? No. No. Honestly, no. What um? What do you, what do you think if, personally for a new agent? What do you think is the the best way to start cold calling? Expireds, Fizbos, or geo leads? Right now, it'd be like I would call like six, probably like year ago expireds. Year ago expireds. Not like recent expireds. Probably. That's what he's been doing. Yeah, I'd probably do like six to a year. Like recently? Oh, not recently. Um, why can't I get this out? <laughs> Like six no months pressure. to a year ago expired. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I think a lot of agents are honestly doing that because um, there's like no expires coming up. Like there's on, on Red X, there's, there's like nothing, nothing new yeah. expired because everything's, everything's selling. Everything's selling. Unless well, you're way so low, so it's just selling off. The only oh, thing yeah. I don't like about like the newer ones is that everybody's already called them. Um, well, then, yeah, every the old ones. Everyone's calling like, at eight a.m. Like, and all the new ones are, especially since there's not a lot of them. Right. Everyone's calling them. Right, right, yeah. right. And it, if you speak to someone that's not even interested in listening again, they're already so annoyed because they already spoke to a hundred different agents already. Even the old ones, though. Constantly like, getting calls. Even the old ones. We've had some ones from like 2019, 2018 that said that they had like calls from multiple agents that same day. That's what they're, a lot of agents are doing that because there's nothing to call. It's crazy. Even cold calling. The only thing you can do is circle prospect neighborhoods and they really don't get a lot of calls because you're picking a random neighborhood. Exactly. But that, that's more of a, that's a long-term game. That's like that's a really long game. That, that's yeah. like planning ahead to build your database and make those connections in your neighborhood and relationships. But to get like immediate expired listings, it's like almost impossible right now. I mean, we're still booking appointments. Definitely, we're still definitely. I would say the hardest people. to convert right now is probably for sale by owner. Surprising, it goes. I, it goes everyone two I talk to, everyone like because the one way it goes is that. Well, it's yeah, the ones already. the ones that are sitting for a while that are overpriced, like well overpriced, even in this market that are yeah. sitting. Yeah. Usually they need work to the home, or they're just completely, completely overpriced. Right, and that's that's. that's and you call them, and they know it. That's an opportunity. Yeah. So. And they they're like, listen, I don't need to sell this house. I'm just seeing if I can get this price. Yeah. It's they the, know it. Yeah, definitely. So they're not interested in listing with an agent. The ones that are usually interested in list, interested in listing with an agent are the ones that need the work done. They need your advice, what you should do, hmm. uh, what they should do. Yeah. I would say you it's fifty fifty. Yeah, it's, I would say it's fifty percent. Either you're calling a Fisbo and they are, they say we already sold, we already have offers, or it's that scenario where they're way overpriced or the house needs a lot of work. Um, and that actually goes perfectly with my next point, which I was going to ask you, Tom. What would you do in a situation where you have an overpriced listing that wants to list with you, somebody who wants to work with you? Let's say even if it's family, and they just feel like you know you know what we want to try at this number. Um, we don't really care. Are you going to take it? Would you take the listing, or what would you? What would be your language to try to maybe get them down, get, make them more realistic about the scenario? I just wouldn't. I would take the listing, especially in this market. You never know. Right. Someone can be walking around. Um, but I would definitely let that per if your family member or a oh, stranger. I would let them know. Listen, we are going overpriced, and most of them know. Right. Or they're going overpriced because listen, they don't care. They they're fine they're fine staying there just because of the market they want to see if they can get the number they want in their own head. So yeah. say they want four seventy nine in reality it's four hundred. Right. If you show them all the comps in that general area is going to get them four hundred maybe four fifteen four twenty four seventy nine is probably not going to happen. At least let them know. Yeah. 
I'm, that's that's all you can really do. If you can't convince if you can't convince them into lists at the price you want. Yeah, they're not going to. That's the problem I'm running into because I like I had told you that one listing, way overpriced, showed the comps, and they still want to list at that price that they want to list at, and they have to sell. I feel like in my experience, I feel like when you speak to for sale by owners, they already have this price in their head. They, yeah, because they're they've been on the market. They're attached to the home as well. Yeah. And that's, Mostly, that's most people are, but I feel like when you're dealing with for sale by owners, they have in their head what they want, yeah. and real estate agents can't do anything. But then when they list with you, they sell in a week, and then they're like, oh, wow. Right, right. So we actually do do something. It's yeah. not like yeah. we just have a license and we list houses. We, yeah. That's how we make money. No, definitely. So, uh, Chris, have you run into any issues with um, for sale by owners? Um, I haven't really been calling for sale by owners. I've only been, You've been doing a lot of expired. Yeah, I've only yeah. been doing expired. You've been doing good with it, though. Yeah, we got to do. It's been going well. Though. After this podcast, we're gonna do um, neighborhood search geo leads because I want you to call. I want Selena to call and you to call for your open house. Geo leads are super easy because it's just your circle prospecting, calling neighborhoods, and you're literally having a conversation with people that have no real estate interest. May, uh, I shouldn't say none, but they might. Hopefully, they do. You might call someone just saying, "Listen, I'm just giving you a quick call, seeing if you have any real estate needs." And all of a sudden, they're like, "I actually have an interest in selling my house in the next six months." Yeah. Or they have a family member. Or they have someone looking to sell or someone they know just recently expired and had a horrible um, experience with their agent. Right, right. And now they're asking you to give them a call. Yeah. So yeah. GeoLead can get you a buyer. It can get you a future listing. It can get you a listing on the spot. It can get you any, pretty much anything. It's really random. You just gotta it can get you two buyer's appointments. It can get you literally anything. You, you never the time know. And you never know what you're going to get from it. It definitely is tough because it is a, it's, it's a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you circle prospect, it's constant. Like, that's why the um, obviously you had to probably do two hundred to get one or two emails contacts. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I did like a, I did like seventy. I got one email. But um, all right, we're gonna cut to a quick ad break, and we'll be right back. Just wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor for this episode, Goldfinch Title. Thank you so much. Goldfinch Title is backed by Trident Abstract out of Wall Township, New Jersey, and they are a leader in their industry. Trident has been in business since 1976. At Goldfinch, they have specialized teams ready to respond with solutions tailored to your needs, whatever they may be. This ensures that you receive maximum responsiveness, cost effectiveness, and efficiency. In partnering with their growing network of offices around the globe, they have the flexibility to service national and multinational customers. Communication is key, and from the moment your offer is accepted, Goldfinch representatives will walk you through every single step of the process. Goldfinch has been vetted by most major banks and lenders, and they offer full settlement services, making the process with them simple and complete. Completely cohesive. Call 732-547-2242 today to get your quote or to learn more about the company. They look forward to servicing all of your title needs. Let's get into the podcast. We are back. Um, yeah, during that break, we were talking a little bit about rental situations. Chris is working some rentals right now. Um, we run into a lot of issues with rentals. It seems like you know you end up getting a lot of leads from a rental listing. And not all of them end up being the greatest of leads because you end up getting people who have low credit or you know not enough income or bad you know bad credit scores probably the biggest one I see because a lot of these people have jobs, but um, or yeah it's it's rough they can't show income like they work cash jobs work cash jobs that's yeah that's probably a big one for and me is there really any way around that I mean I guess it depends on the landlord in some situations it's all the yeah all depends on the landlord it all depends what on the they want to do yeah so for your clients. 
you know, if they do end up having low credit or things like that, um, it really depends on what the, it's to the landlord's discretion if he wants to accept them or not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's definitely worth working rentals. We were talking about another agent in the office who closes 30 rental units a month, which is insane. I mean, and it's just great, great numbers. I mean, I, I've worked a couple, and they're such quick deals, especially for new agents. It's like you do not want to miss that opportunity. You can close a rental in like a week, two weeks. You know, it's, it's minimal paperwork, a quick check, um, and then that, like you were saying, that can totally turn into a buyer in a year. Yeah, because cause you didn't want to work rentals. You're like, I don't know, you know, I want to do this. It's, you know, it's a small rental or whatever, but you create a relationship with those people. Yeah. So how's it going so far with your rental leads? It's going, uh, it's going good. Yeah. So far. So far. Yeah. You called them all and you got uh, one of them answered? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, keep calling them every day. I mean, some of those are hot leads. Anything new going on with you guys in life you want to share with the podcast? Just working. Working a lot. How's the stock market? <laughs> it's like hanging around there right now. It's dropping. I heard there's gonna be another drop. Have you heard about that? It was up yesterday, up this morning, and then it just had a little slide. I feel like there's always news about it possibly going down. Yeah. Yeah, but there's always new. Th- there's always thoughts of real estate going down. The mar- yeah. Every no one knows where the market's gonna go. Yeah, you can't really predict it. Any market. No, you can really never predict, predict anything. Um, what, I think um, it really matters on how like well, how hard can't us agents are working. Can't. There's people that predict it. Yeah, you, it's just you don't secrets? know exactly when. I said I feel like it really depends on how hard us agents are working. That I feel like we really keep the housing market up as long as we keep doing our job. Hmm. That's true, but it also depends on a lot of factors: political, yeah, the economy. A ton of factors. There's, there's a, lot a ton of, of factors. There are corrections. Yeah, there's a lot involved. Um, during COVID, you were doing some day trading, right? A little bit. Um, How do you? Are, are you? No, I didn't do. I wasn't doing day trading, but I bought into the market when everything dipped. Gotcha, gotcha. And you're seeing pretty good results now, or? Yeah, I saw results. I I did some short term trades, and I got out of a lot of them, but I bought back in. Okay. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. For somebody who's everything, in- to be honest with you, every everything's doing pretty well. Yeah. They, they the recovery was insane. Just shot right back up. For somebody who is new to, to stocks and wants to get involved in investing, what is your like go-to recommendation for, for a new stock to keep an eye out on? Like right now, like an eye to, yeah. not to buy in and to keep an eye on is Tesla. Well, What's going on with Tesla? Is absolutely yeah, insane. Yeah, I mean, no one knows. All the analysts, I, I, I all the analysts are, all, no analysts like Tesla. Except the, except the Tesla, the analysts that like Tesla, but most analysts do not like Tesla. <laughs> I don't understand how it a works. A lot of hedge funds were shorting the company, and they lost billions of dollars. Yeah, I know nothing about stocks, and I just see it just rocket up to Well, the top. Tesla went from, oh, I think, $148 to, to uh, 2500 and then they did five-for-one stock split. So yeah. then it went down, I think it was 450 I think it went down to 450 a share. You got five for every one, every stock you owned. Went up to five hundred and then dropped to three, three fifteen. Now, oh really? Yeah. Now it went back up to four hundred. It was because there was many factors. Um, Tesla itself took out like five billion dollars in stocks for cash, right? And another shareholder that owned a lot sold like another two billion in stocks. That's so that aff- that affected the company. Oh yeah. But um, there's all these. Tesla has a vision of opening. One. I think they are actually opening one in Berlin, a factory to, um make model threes right so it's basically they're putting all these factories 
I think yeah. China, Berlin, and now they're getting to solar. So they're, I think they're, I think 50,000 homes in Australia are going to be having Tesla solar. Solar panels, right? It's like, mm -hmm. is that the solar panels that are like, um, it's like, it's I like think roof. I call it's it, like a, they call it like a Tesla wall. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, something. I, I don't really it know. It looks like shingles almost, right? And it's like something solar like panels. that. I don't know too much about it. I just know that they're going to. They're stepping into a lot of different directions. I don't Tesla. know how. And they. Everyone's saying Tesla is going to be the future of energy. Yeah. I they're, definitely they're, see that. I think they're really dominating. Oh yeah. He's a really smart guy. I don't know how he time manages for all his projects with Mars, he, with the Neuralink. Well, he, a lot of people don't know this. He created PayPal. PayPal. Well, did he create PayPal? No, he was one of the original like, investors, I think. Or not no. investors, but he was one of the he creators. Was, he was the creator of PayPal, and he sold it. There's like 20 of them, though. No, there's like one of the There's like a, bu there's a bunch of them. They all collaborated on it. Yeah, but, but he, he was involved in it. He, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, so we have exciting, exciting news as well we could talk about. We are moving into a new office in this building. Um, we're moving into an office a nice with a window. Yeah. The entire wall is actually a window. So hopefully we'll get some nice sunlight. It'll help us become more productivity, become more productive, excuse me. Um... But yeah, we're trying to really go full steam ahead for the rest of this year. We want to really set ourselves up for 2021. That's why we've been in here more often. We're trying to pump out more episodes of office hours, cold calling every day, every morning. Speaking of cold calling every morning, I really swear by cold calling afternoon. I feel like I it's much personally better results. think you get more results in the afternoon because I think in the morning more people, especially now with kids work, oh, like yeah, school work from reason. home. You're calling people's houses. Their kids are doing schoolwork. And people work still, too. And working. And then, But I think when you call in the afternoon, they have more motivation because they're getting out of work. Right. They're in better mood since they're getting out of work. Of course, you can have a stressful day, but it's always a nice feeling when you step out of work. Yeah. Going home to your family or your your house to relax. But oh, yeah. Definitely would. I would calling in the morning, I'm always running around. Yeah, if I got so, called while I was at work, I would be like, I had no time to talk about this. If I was working a nine to five and I got called, I would have no time. Chris, any um, any input on that? Like, what has been your experience so far with calling in the morning versus calling in the afternoon? I do definitely think calling in the afternoon is a lot better. Yeah. Um, calling in the morning, people are definitely a lot more busy, more hostile. Yeah, and then <laughs> I, I could I could uh, tell you that from experience because like we called like later like in the evening as well. Right. And like. Almost everybody answered. Everybody was picking up. We did one night. What time was it? Like five to like seven. Yeah, something like. Yeah, that. and we were getting tons. Lights of are good. But the only thing you don't be careful for. People always say this, but I maybe only ran into it a couple times. People saying, "Oh, I'm in the middle of dinner. Like you interrupted my dinner." That's really the only thing. But other than that, I you feel just like apologize and say you'll give them the call back. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely more open to just having a conversation. They're done with their work day. They got nothing on their mind. They're just relaxing. Um, you definitely have a better conversation. So we're gonna be call we've been calling in the morning. But we're also calling in the afternoons. Um, we're just trying to get a lot. It's of funny though when you up. cold call, everyone when most of the time I would say ninety percent of the people that answer are so mad at you. But in the reality, we're trying to help you. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really ran into that many people that angry at me, honestly. Not angry. They just don't want. They don't want to talk to you. Yeah. That's you, it's a quick response. I rarely get someone that. They usually give common courtesy and they're just like, ah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I rarely get someone gets actually mad at me. Yeah. Because yeah. You're not, we're not doing anything wrong. We're I had just somebody so mad at me. I told. I, I think you were in the office when this happened. It was the wrong number. I think the people that are mad at you are the people that are getting a lot of calls that day. So very new expireds. They right. know as soon as they hear your name and they kind of figure you're calling about their home. Right. And they right. Have, want nothing to do with it. Or the people who the number is on there and it's not actually even their home. 
Oh, they are constantly they, fall? They, they, yeah, they yeah. get the mad, most mad. I had some guy curse me out. Remember that guy yesterday? Were you in the, I think you were, yeah, you were in the office. He literally cursed me oh, out. Yeah. He's like, stop calling my phone. He was yelling. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll mark your number. But I don't know how that works on Red X. I don't know if it deletes the number. It doesn't, which they, they have to figure that out. Yeah, because everybody's going to keep calling call me. Because they keep saying, I'm like, I, will I, ne- I, I personally will never call you again. Exactly. I'll try to mark it. But I mark it, but I don't know. If you Red should have X a system where, like, if 10 or 20 people mark it, mark The only thing I think number, about that is that if permanently. they do have that, there would be a ton of agents that just keep marking it so no other agents call. That's what we were saying. That's what yeah. we were saying. We're saying. So I don't think they could ever do that. But what if, they, what, what if there's a thing where, like, if, like, 25 or 30, like, a percentage of agents They give a call it, to they confirm? They just get rid of it. There has to be some kind of trust system. I don't know. Hopefully yeah, agents wouldn't know. be that bad to other agents and try to just, like, yeah, yeah that'd be we crazy. We aren't sales, so. That would be insane. That'd be cutthroat. All right, Chris, how you been? Anything new going on in your life that you want to talk about? Share with the people? Mm, no, nothing Nothing too interesting. I'm I trying to refinance my car because I'm paying a lot in interest. There you go. There so you go. I actually want to refinance. I'm going to be calling my bank soon. Yeah, definitely go for that. I want to refinance my uh, student loans, actually. But um, what do you guys plan for the weekend? Nothing much. Nothing much? Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Party. Partying? Hopefully his clients aren't watching. <laughs> All right, I think we're gonna wrap it up, right? Oh, uh, actually, I'm doing an open house this weekend. Oh yeah, it's open house. You, you you don't have to do open house. Do I have a couple appointments. He's probably gonna yeah. be on some kind of boat. Yeah, drinking the champagne, some oysters, <laughs> some caviar. Yeah, I have. I actually have a lot of appointments Saturday. Yeah. Oh, football Sunday. Oh, it's starting back yeah. up. Yeah. It's empty, empty arenas, right? Like it's gonna be like those paper really, cutouts where you. I'm can, not sure. You know, you know what I'm talking about the paper cutout. Yeah, thing? I'm not. I'm not too sure if they're doing that. You no, know we should. Do I, I know there's no fans, but I don't know what they're doing. We should pay to get the three of us paper cutouts in the stands at the first football game. I won't do that. And we'll have a little banner. It says "Real Talk Office Hours." No. <laughs> why not? It's like fifty bucks. Yeah, I think it's more awesome. expensive than that. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Why? Why are people paying for it? Is it just advertising? People have money to spend. Our company's taking advantage of that for advertising. Think about it. Cheetos. If I was Cheetos, you get the ty- the, yeah, the, the cheetah, 100%. and you have him in the stand, a cutout. 100%. Monopoly. dress up as houses? No, it's just going to be us three. It's going to say office hours <laughs> real, at Real Talk cast. Okay. Are you down for this? I might be. I'm sure it's not going to happen. All right. Thank you so much for watching Real Talk Office Hours episode three. We're going to keep doing this every week um, as long as we have good topics to discuss and hopefully more eventful things continue to happen to us every week. Make sure to leave a five-star review. Please, please do on Spotify if you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe on Apple. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube. At Real Talk Cast on Instagram. You guys want to plug your Instagrams? Chris.Moreno.KW. Mine is Thomas Clancy underscore agent. At MGreco Realty. Make sure to follow us there. We're trying to post more, and uh, we're going to be accountable to each other. Social media is about to explode with Real Talk. We'll see you guys next week.